Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solo line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. It's Annalena here, and as always, I'm very excited to be with you all. And today I have an amazing guest with me, which is the amazing human, Kristen Larson. And we actually have known each other for quite some time. We met each other, I remember, in San Diego during one of the beautiful retreats from the Health Coach Institute. And we have been connected ever since then. And so let me tell you a little bit about him, and then we will dive right into the episode. So Kristen is a transformational soul alignment coach and author who coaches in the area of heart-centered living and inner leadership, and he supports others to understand and be present in their lives while seeing joy each day. And he explores an approach to way of being in life, who we are being each day, and how we are living in the present. And his writing focuses on mindfulness, self-compassion, presence, inner leadership, mindset, and self-love. And the intention of writing is to provide ideas that ignite curiosity to love with courage. And throughout his own life, Kristen has struggled with depression, anxiety, and a deep desire to find meaning and purpose. And he lived in a self-made prison in his mind for much of his life. And the key to his freedom was discovered through commitment to healing, growth and transformation and i have goosebumps now just reading all of this so thank you so much for being here Kristen. yeah thank you so much annalena for this opportunity yeah you're so so welcome and actually as i was just reading your bio if you don't mind i would love to hear a little bit about your story because i myself also i used to struggle a lot with anxiety growing up um and and i do remember we had this conversation like when we met in in San Diego, I think it was four or five years ago. Ah, it was right before I got out of corporate. <laughs> we can talk about that story too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah, uh, so the depression, talking about depression, anxiety, mental health, that's been part of my story uh, since since I was young. And yeah. really, it started off with me really trying to figure out where I fit in the world. Uh, I just... Mm -hmm looking at everyone else, uh, what what they were doing in life, the path that they were on, and just being confused about what my path was, where I was going, what my purpose was, basically. And it, it started uh, to really cause a lot of self-judgment. I had a lot of self-judgment about myself, who I was, and uh, comparison as well. So that that really led to a lot of anxiety and and not being able to show up as as I wanted to be in life and just over time becoming depressed um, mm -hmm. and just not feeling like I, I had the guidance or the steps to navigate that. And of course, it amplified as I got older into my teens and then into into my uh, adult age, uh, looking at what's my purpose and direction in life and, and not knowing and settling. I think that would be a word that I would use is really settling on things that weren't in alignment with what I wanted uh, in life and for myself. And uh, that offered the opportunity. It offered the opportunity for me to uh, shift, to get to learn more about myself, what my interests were, what I value in life. Mm. And then of course, shift shift how I was approaching life. And for me, that started off with habits. So the habits that I was incorporating in my life, uh, were they serving me? And were they 
were they uh, empowering me to uh, show up in the way that I wanted? And of course, when I was able to start making those changes, uh, I was able to start shifting uh, my mindset of both what I was thinking about myself, what I was thinking about my life and um, the connection. I think it comes down to connection and the, the greatest lessons that all this struggle and, and all these things were pointing me towards was presence and gratitude and compassion. Those were the, mm -hmm. the three biggest things that I, I needed to learn in order to, to move through uh, my, my experiences of struggle and, and yeah. challenges. I love this. I have a couple of things I want to pick up on. So, and first of all, I want to share because my audience, they love human design, right? So I just want to share with them your design. And we're not going to be talking a lot because it's actually Kristen himself is very new to human design. And literally just before the episode, we had a little mini reading, right? Yes, thank you. Um, so you're a 3-5 splenic manifester. And, and usually when we hear like, three five splenic manifest like people are probably going to be like very extroverted energy and three five is usually like the three line is very experimental and can be wild and stuff but as we know and i know you're right you're a very empathic introverted highly sensitive person and when i look at your chart that's totally who you are right so um that's why i always like to say it's so important to look at the entire chart because you have an open solar plexus like i have it myself um, you have two um, channels from the G center to the throat connected. Um, so there's a lot of sensitivity and introvertness and in all the energies in your chart. And, um, and, and, and we have a lot of similarities, like your incarnation cross. That's the one thing I told you. We have the same incarnation cross, which we didn't know before, right? I mean, we've known each other. So it's the right angle cross of the Sphinx. Um, it's not the same our earth and our sun gates are flipped but other than that it's and and actually that incarnation cross is about you know about guidance and direction and life and actually loving ourselves and it usually comes easy to us however as you share from your story this is not where you were growing up quite the opposite you were lost and that you didn't know you know and th this is why the this whole conditioning or deconditioning we often talk about the inner work the the healing work is so important because just knowing your human design and seeing what you're meant to be in this lifetime is great but if you don't do the internal work and honor like you were saying you suffer from a lot of anxiety and depression and the one thing that i could really the one word that stood out that i could so connect with was comparison that always made me freaking miserable like you feel like and I'm just going to give you some examples, like me growing up in Germany, I'm I'm, a, I'm like a 5'3", a beautiful girl, a woman, right? But in Germany growing up, I was very short, you know, you know, always these tall, blonde women everywhere. And I was like a brunette. And I don't know what the heck, but I, I used to really look at this woman and always compare myself. And I never saw my own beauty and my own magic, right? And it took me decades to totally let that go and, and see my own beauty. And so I really feel like comparison, if we're not aware of that, that can really drive us into a big pit of depression and anxiety because you're so lost in the outside world and you're not you're not seeing yourself at all. So thank you for, for sharing that because I really like when you said it, I was like, that's exactly where I was. And working on that has been a huge huge gift yeah yeah and i thank you so much for the the uh the redesign uh chart of of you know really going into explaining uh who i am kind of and uh also when you mentioned comparison i feel that that's something like looking at the outside world and and that's one thing i was focused on uh was instead of looking at how I fit into myself, I was always focused on looking at the, the outside world and how I fit in there, as opposed to when you say doing the, the inner work and, and doing the things that, that I would need to do in order to feel at peace and, and acceptance of who I am. Yeah. And you know, the biggest thing like that I realized eventually, and I had, I mean, one of the biggest breakthroughs I actually had this year, and I think I did a podcast episode about it, was 
one of my biggest fear always was fear of rejection. You know, that mm. other people reject me. And then I realized I'm rejecting myself. You know, especially like, because when fear of rejection comes up, especially with our open solar plexus, we can feel all these emotions, like, we want to be nice to people. And we we don't want to reject other people, because we don't want to make them be upset, because then we have to feel those emotions, right? We want everybody to be happy. And then, and then it, finally, it clicked. And I was like, yeah, if I keep doing that, I'm I'm saying yes to things, because I don't want people to reject me, I'm rejecting myself. <laughs> yeah that's that's powerful and and i i relate to that as well and with uh you know the fear of rejection as well for me it was also about if i'm rejected then uh my interpretation is what does that mean about me mm. and, and of course that's where the story <laughs> that's where uh the story that i I've, I've created uh for myself throughout my life and I'm making the choice to live into that story and uh, I'm making that my truth, but in actuality, that's my truth that I'm deciding. So I also have the option to create another story. Yeah, I love that. Now, another thing that came to me when you were speaking about your story and also a previous discussion and you being an author. So your story actually reminds me a lot of Eckhart Tolle because he himself, was I think quite depressed and then at some time it, he had this epiphany and he started to talk about the power of now and all these things right and now here you are in 2022 being your own authentic self and you already have published one book so I would love for you to talk a little bit about that and then also the project the, the other the second book that you're currently working on because I think it's inspired by Eckhart Tolle himself right Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. That, so the the book that I just recently published is called Joy of Being: Daily Moments of Becoming Present. And what inspired me to to write this book was all the things that I've the growth and the learning and the transformation that I've I've experienced in my life is to be able to put that in kind of like a concise uh, format so that someone can apply that in their life, but also in the way that feels. Uh, natural and right for them so i'm kind of providing a groundwork for someone to establish the habits of uh, accountability and mindset and self-compassion and to incorporate uh, habits of presence and gratitude in their life uh, because i know the power that they have uh, that they can transform uh, the mindset and, and how someone is showing up uh, in their life and what also i would say what what they're thinking about themselves as well when we talk about uh, self-talk and loving self uh, to really to incorporate those habits because that's really what it is it's a habit and it's something that uh, needs to be practiced and done consistently so um, in the book it's it's covered over uh, four months of looking at setting intentions uh, establishing who who it is that's who it is that you want to be showing up in your day and, and mm -hmm. looking at embracing the challenges that might be faced and of course taking that inner leadership uh, to look at the choices that you have that are available as well and reflecting reflecting in those things of of compassion and helping someone to see what compassion would look like uh, for themselves and and for their life as well and processing processing emotions and working through those because it's so easy for people to uh to push those emotions away or uh, not to be present with them and when we're able to do that and i know for myself when we talk about the redesign uh that's one of my my biggest uh shadows is to be able to be present with my struggles and to be able to uh yeah just to just to face them and uh, that's that's the intention of the book. And of course, at the back of the book, there's a, a resource section which helps people to uh, live into or understand what their purpose is um, and all about connection and living with an open heart. I believe that's what I've really incorporated in this book is to help people to show up in authenticity and to mm -hmm. be in love uh, both with themselves and, and in life and just to show up uh, courageously with an open heart yeah I love that so basically this is uh not just the book you you read and put on the shelf right it's actually a workbook in a way that 
there's journal prompts for every day and you guide them through that. So that's really, really beautiful. And then you also said you have a YouTube channel where you help people guide through the book as well. Yeah, so I create a YouTube channel. It's, it's pretty new right now. Um, and my intention for this YouTube channel is to really, uh, like you said, guide people through how to use the book and how to apply it in their life because there's many different ways. It's uh, it's it's pretty deep in, in how you can use the book. And also when you talk about uh, different sections in the book, when you talk about uh, setting your intention for the day and uh, looking at... Uh, three biggest challenges that you're facing, what what choices you have, and um, uh, setting affirmations as well. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, background things that are that can make that more effective for people mm, yeah yeah no I love that and and I just want to mention like to everybody that's listening right because so often especially in the coaching world, people feel like, oh, I can't be doing these things because I don't have X amount of money to buy the expensive course but it's always less is more, right? And and I want to say, just getting your book and what it's really about is like, you got to show up for yourself. You got to do the work and it's about that consistency. You go get Kristen's book and you go through this for four months. You go hop onto his YouTube channel, allow yourself to receive his guidance. Your life is going to be totally turned around in a very amazing way. Now, the question is, are you sticking with it? Are you showing it's the self-leadership, right? You also talk about, and and I know we come from the coaching, like we we are certified health coaches, life coaches, and all of that good stuff. And I think the biggest lesson that I learned there was always that we we humans, we need accountability to keep doing things. So if you struggle to do it by your own, have a Get a friend, do it together, get an accountability partner. Some people, yeah, they want to invest and, and pay a coach for that. You know, whatever is the right fit for you that makes you show up, right? Because another thing that I have to be honest for myself, I mean, I think we all struggle with consistency at some point because we're humans, right? And one of the most powerful ways to actually be consistent is if we make a commitment to somebody else. And I used to think like, oh, but that's like really low on myself. But in the beginning, like it helps, you know, like I had a membership last year and I committed to doing certain things. There were those human design gates and I committed to my group that I will release them every six days. And so I did. Even there were many times where I didn't feel like doing it. And but I'm so happy I did it. And I was consistent over the entire year doing that. Right. Um, it's like. <laughs> You want to go to the gym if you have your workout buddy work wait there for you you ah, okay i'm gonna get out of bed <laughs> yes yeah no and that, that is so important i'm glad that you brought up uh that that point as well um that the accountability uh when we talk about uh when we were just talking about the the book uh it is a tool and uh in order to make the the consistent changes it does require to uh devote uh time to it each day Mm. And uh, that accountability uh, could mean doing it with someone, like you said, it could mean do it with someone um, as well. I've created a private, a private uh, group that also offers that accountability as well, and also oh. offers, oh. yeah, it offers um, ways that people can step into their growth, into their learning, and also to their own transformation. Um, but um, the the journaling part of it is a way to allow someone to express and allow them to open up to uh, possibilities of, of what they're experiencing and what they want to be stepping into. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, I, and I'll make sure I will drop all the resources in the show notes, like your YouTube channel, The it's their private community that you have there to support people. So that's really, um, thank you for bringing this to the people. I mean, that's, that's really incredible. Um, and one thing I want to go a little bit deeper with you on is you talked about self-compassion and like it's your own biggest shadow, right? To actually be with those really uncomfortable emotions that are coming up that we beat ourselves up for, right? So, because for me as well, of course, no coincidence has been the biggest game changer. And like, you know, because we have emotions and we got to feel them all. There's, there's no way around it. And like you said, when we don't feel it, we suppress it. And 
it just keeps coming back stronger. I mean, there's a quote from Freud, I think, right? That says, um, unsuppressed emotions, they never die. They just come out later on ugly and uglier and stronger ways or something like that. Um, and I can totally say that's so true. And when I learned that, and it's still a, it's a process, right? When I learned to, those days when we feel blah and off, which is totally normal, by the way, everybody listening, you're not the only one. I cry sometimes. I sometimes have a really off day. <laughs> but I have started to not take that so serious anymore, not beat myself up because I used to be so hard on myself. And especially in the coaching world, it's about like, just decide and go do it and be happy. And you're going to be in the high vibe and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right? It's great. But that actually led to me that when I fell off, like, I shouldn't feel this way. And then when I resist persists and it took much longer. And now I have I have really found when I can be with this uncomfortable emotion and not react to it, because sometimes it's also like we want to respond to a person in a nasty way or say something, or we have this fear of rejection and then we want to do something to make people happy. Now that I take that step back and just like, okay, let me just feel it. It's so uncomfortable. And then it, it moves on pretty quick, actually. And then these magical things happen. And instead of rejection, I'm actually being welcomed by another person or like the opposite of what I was scared of actually happens. So how I want to hear a little bit from your self-compassion journey, especially with emotions. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a long journey because obviously uh, when you're, when I'm experiencing uh, a lot of uh, discomfort or struggle or even suffering, um, it's something that I can get so, uh, immersed in and just live in that, uh, depending mm -hmm. on how long that it's happening. So as you said, like when I'm able to give myself permission to be with that and to, uh, for me, it comes in stillness. So just being in silence with it, uh, and not being distracted by anything else, uh, and just letting it move through me. And then going through the steps of self-compassion, which are to just really let myself know that I'm not the only one that would be struggling with this mm. and that it is okay. It's okay to experience what I'm experiencing and then to really give myself what, what I need. And usually that is that, that love and that, that understanding, uh, which mm. comes from that compassion. And when I'm able to to be with it and do those things, there's a big shift that happens. And like you said, it does take practice to be able to do it. And the more that you mm -hmm. practice, the, the the more comfortable and, and quicker it is to be able to move through that process. Yeah. And I also find, I mean, it, it is tough in society because um, like when, when people are crying, we get uncomfortable. People can't hold that space, right? And then, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't want to see you this way. And so we 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 have always learned that it's not okay. And I, especially in like um, my partnership, I have learned that the biggest gift you can give yourself and in a partnership to make it really thrive is to allow yourself and your partner to feel off at times. And there's a day you want to cry and you don't even know why, you know, and and just be with that. and give your partner a hug instead of like, what did I do wrong or what's wrong with me or whatever. Right. Like in that way, like just move through it together. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's, it's a, a male or man thing, um, but uh, you know, wanting to fix, fix things or solve, solve uh, the experience. Uh, and that's, that's, I think the mentality that I've had a lot through my life as opposed to, just being with the experience and just letting it be. And like you said, um, just being with someone in their experience as well. And just, just being there, just being that presence for them. It's, yeah. it's, it's powerful. Yeah. And dropping the judgment. And I want to mention, because you said the word fixing. So your human design profile is a three, five and this five line, it, we also relate it as like the fixer. So people, 
they can they can often project things onto you where like oh Kristen can take care of it and you can do everything and then you know it can turn into guilt if you don't do everything so I don't know if you can relate to that but um there's a limit of projection that people project all that stuff onto you and you can do it and you can save the world and take care of everything but it's important that you trust your inner knowing what you're meant to be doing and what you're meant to say no to right yeah yeah and and setting those uh, i think uh what comes up for me is setting those inner boundaries as well mm -hmm. and uh it is for me uh when you when you mentioned the human design um it's easy for me to take on those things uh that people might be feeling um and uh when someone sees that i'm able to uh have the strength to take those on uh it's easy for someone to uh continually i guess give more mm. and uh that also comes with the responsibility for me to guide someone into stepping into their own power as well uh, and holding them capable. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, and I would love for you to, because one of your keywords, right, as presence, connection, gratitude, self-compassion, we already spoke about that, inner leadership, joy, aliveness, and especially like this, this joy, um, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that. Or how do you help people you know, step into their own power and self-leadership. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, this is this is something that uh, is very important for me because it's something that I've I've went through uh, really most of my life, and stepping into our own inner leadership and experiencing joy in our life. Uh, obviously, it's if we're not experiencing that, it's because of uh, a few different things. One is where we're placing our focus, and another, which I believe is our habits that are, are creating this uh, perspective mm -hmm. that we're having mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so that's definitely the first place that I, I look at and look at are those habits aligning with what I really want, what, what I want to be experiencing or what's what I, what I want to, uh, how I want to experience joy in my life, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And mm -hmm. then of course, looking at the, the mindset, where, where is the mindset, what's contributing to these, uh, thoughts that uh, that I'm having as well, and how do these align? How do these align with uh, how I want to be showing up? Uh, so I talk a lot about who who I'm being, and I believe that's where everything originates. Mm. Uh, making that choice of who I want to be, uh, because we always have that choice of yeah. how we're showing up. And of course, when you combine that with with the habits as well, that allows you to take the the action that you want to be taking in life and you're living in integrity and you're 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 acting acting in authenticity as well mm. and of course when you're able to do that uh you're you're doing things like accessing your creative genius so you're able to navigate situations in ways that are natural for you and uh when you're present and you're doing those things that's where the the creation of joy comes from that's what i believe yeah, I can I can testify, I think, because anytime I let go of the agendas and what people are saying and I slow down, and you know this podcast mm. is called The Art of Slowing Down, um I get these magical insights. I get these um also how I create, how I work. I, I can barely actually plan much because just to give you an example, like yesterday. We're having a masterclass this week and I didn't have it on my plan. I like to actually rework some of the slides. And then all of a sudden yesterday, like I was actually supposed to be doing something else, watching a training and I was on the training and my whole body was like, you don't need to be here. This is not. So I, I got out of it and then I was like, okay, what is lighting me up right now? What brings me joy? And I felt so pulled from God's source universe, however you want to call it, my highest self to go into the slides and then I got this creative uh, burst of energy flowing through me and totally transformed everything and now just now the energy is there that I wanted to have right and yeah it's it's allowing that to come through us and that is just not possible when we are always in the head and trying to figure things out and going with all of that and 
one thing that I want to mention now here, because I know we humans are different, like we're not all the same. And since we have been talking a little bit about human design, I want to share one thing that I think is very, very helpful for people. So if, if you look at your human design chart and there are these errors, you know, you have two errors on the on the left of the head and then two errors on the right side of the head. And these errors, they can either point to the right or to, to the left. And if you have a lot of errors pointing to the left, that's more like masculine, strategy, analytical, planning kind of energy, right? More like left left kind of brain energy. And then the all the errors that are pointing to the right, it's more feminine flow, right kind of brain energy, allowing it, receiving it, and, you know. And when we got, like, on the call here today, and, like, we were sharing with everybody, I looked at your chart, and I was like, oh, wow. So you are a quad right, what we call in human design, where you have all four arrows pointing to the right, which is very rare, very unique. Um, and I myself have all but one to the right. So I have noticed, like, people that have a lot of left-pointing arrows in their chart, they tick differently than me. It's a different ballgame because they're more into planning and scheduling and, and and you know, having a strategy exactly how to do things. And it does not work for me. <laughs> it does, like, I can have other people. I can work with other people. Like, we have a VA right now. She's more, has more of this left energy. And I love her. And she gets those things that I have. I would literally have to force myself and I would get out of my joy very quickly, right? Um, and and then you were mentioning, and, and because I feel like we have a lot in common with this, like, I mean, we're all about slowing down and having people more be in their presence and being an authentic self. So in our own ways, different ways, we, we share a very similar message. We both have a very like strong connection. I feel like with Eckhart Tolle, because I refer myself sometimes to him. Um, as a female version, <laughs> and and you are now writing this book, right? Inspired by him, by by the teachings of the power of now, like you were mentioning. And I just found it fascinating when I looked at these errors, and I really feel there's something there. It's 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 about mindfulness, and I know another person; she's a mindfulness teacher, also quad, right? And you are now telling me, like, I have also been thinking to be going out more and being as a meditation teacher and helping people more mindfulness and I'm like huh there's something there and I feel like it's just for us to trust that because the world needs more of us and it does not mean that we don't need any kind of strategy we don't need any kind of planning or block scheduling or whatsoever but let us uh, let it do the people that are good at that because I'm not you know, so we can, and we both have that gate seven, which is about collaboration and, and teamwork. You also have that 44 and you don't know, need to know what that means right now, right now. But that's actually, by the way, where you can expect the unexpected is in your mm -hmm. Uranus. So the more you dive into teamwork and collaboration, there's going to be a lot of magic probably even happening for you. And I have both of these energies myself. The more I can surrender into that. And for example, let my VA scale these email blasts and these sequences and i mean i can do it i'm a smart girl but um and i, I keep saying girl smart woman <laughs> um but it's like why because really what my insight is here from talking to you it takes me out of my joy and then i'm not lit up anymore and i'm swimming against the current and it's hard and it's like blah and so yeah, and, and what comes up for me, uh, what you're sharing, which I really appreciate, is uh, allowing myself to uh, let go of control, mm -hmm. uh, not needing to be in control of the things that mm -hmm. don't bring joy. And one of my highest values is is helping people and connecting with people. So if the tasks that I'm doing in my day aren't uh, in alignment with that, if I can find a way to delegate those tasks, uh, like some of the things that you're saying that you do, and just trusting and allowing that control to um, to be let go of, then it is allowing space for that joy and that presence that I want. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, that's really what it is. And and that's really what, what human design teaches. I just love how you put it with, yeah, being in this in this state of joy. It, it's like, talk about Instagram, right? I used to have a very long time. I didn't enjoy it and I didn't do it and nothing happened. And I, I started to really enjoy it sometime this year. And now it kind of exploded and it's growing, but I'm not dancing on reels every day because I don't enjoy that. Once in a while, I feel like it, but for the most part, I'm very introverted and it still works because I'm enjoying it. And that's the energy I put into the world, right? And there may be a time where I'm going to be daily on video for a while because I enjoy it. But, you know, there's no, because it's so like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do this to be successful there. And it's like, just drop all the BS. Just do what you enjoy. It's simple as that, right? Yeah, and that's I think that's another key word is uh, simplicity. Uh, I think that when we're uh, simplicity, yes, um, when we're experiencing uh, you know the the pains and and the discomforts or the struggles, um, a lot of it can be attributed be, uh, with with not being doing the things that are sim simple, um, like and that could be the simple habits mm -hmm. um, and you kind of briefly mentioned a, a book that I'm working on right now and, and I'm breaking down uh, what Eckhart Tolle shares are kind of the concepts of being in presence and, and living in joy and mm -hmm. certain things such as gratitude and being in flow and accessing your creative genius, uh, just different things like that, that just allow you to show up uh, and be able to experience joy and be in presence as well. Mm. I really feel like that's one of the biggest gifts we can bring into this world because, you know, we're so stuck. Like first we were talking about comparison, which takes us totally away from being in the present. We're often stuck in the past, regret what we did or what we could have done or whatsoever. And then we're worried about the future. Right? So, And all we ever have, and I know Eckhart Tolle says this, like it's now. Yeah. And, and, even though we humans are so intelligent beings, I think for 99% of the time, we're doing the exact opposite. We're everywhere, but not in the now. And so we miss out on the joy of life, you know? It's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. And then when, when worry uh, comes in from, for myself, I, I'm worried about, uh, you know, what might happen if, and mm -hmm. I get, I get stuck there mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, you can easily shift that by looking at, you know, what what the learning or what the blessing might be in certain situations uh, when they when they arise, as opposed to focusing on uh, what might happen if. Mm. Yeah, maybe the question like, how did this happen for me? Yeah, that is a powerful, powerful question. Mm. Yeah, this is so beautiful. So, I, and what is the title of your second book? Uh, the title of the second book is Joy Being Mindfully Present. Mm. And uh, when we were talking uh, off air here, I was also mentioning that uh, I've also incorporated uh, the focus on navigating emotions and processing emotions, uh, because yes. I feel like that's that's an important part to be in presence and also to when we talk about seeing the blessings or the learning in things or what what is the gift what's the mm -hmm. gift that's being mm -hmm. given to me and um one of the things that i realized later on in life was uh all my all my struggles and hardships they wanted me to see what gratitude was what presence was and mm. what compassion was and that changed everything for me yeah beautiful and and like how like i know it's got, all going to be in the book but unlike a short summary what what how would you describe it to the listeners how to navigate and process emotions because i think that's what a lot of people really struggle with how to navigate and process emotions mm -hmm. uh that would be uh definitely being able to be to be present with them to uh to process them in a way that you're able to um understand what what you're feeling what you're experiencing uh, because there's sometimes there's more than one emotion at once and being mm -hmm. able to look at what those different emotions are and then being curious about uh, where where they might be coming from or what might be causing them 
Mm. And uh, with emotions, of course, the other thing is kind of being with the judgment or uh, we can we can choose to judge what we're experiencing or uh, mm -hmm. also look at um, not being not being uh, the judge of those things as well. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love the whole world of emotions. And, and I really believe that every trigger that comes our way, which usually triggers an emotion that is not so comfortable, is actually an opportunity to heal. And we have then that choice in the moment to avoid the trigger by, you know, these coping strategies like, oh, let me watch TV, let me go on social media, let me get distracted, you know. Um, and then what happens is that emotion, this because the cycle has to be fully felt, we suppress it. And then it's like a magnet. We keep attracting another situation where it gets triggered until we finally feel it. And that was the biggest magic for myself also working with clients to really and then hold that space for people right because it's not I think that's one of the most difficult things for all of us to actually acknowledge and be with those emotions and not cons consistently run away from it um, because that's not something we have learned you know yeah and emotions are obviously they're they're driven by thoughts as well and <laughs> Uh, when you're able to be with them and, and be curious about them, uh, sometimes there's patterns that come up or those thoughts that trigger those emotions. And uh, a word that uh, I don't know if we've mentioned here yet, I think you might have, is surrendering. So being able to mm -hmm. surrender to that so that there's not that attachment uh, yeah. to the Mm, yeah yeah it's like this comparison right if i if i'm there and i look at a person and compare myself and i have these thoughts like why does she look so pretty or why does she have xyz and i don't that makes me feel like crap right uh but if i'm like oh my god look at this if she can do it i can do it myself this is amazing i'm so inspired Woo! i look i i feel totally different right but it, it takes that shift you know, and I, I have found it's a combination because it's both like the more I just process the emotions and not even make a meaning about it. And then at the same time, start to work on shifting my way of thinking, because um, I, I felt just the thoughts alone and those affirmations are not enough. Uh, we have to go really deep um, and really allow those those emotions that are so deeply uncomfortable just to to be felt and. That is also some a muscle we can build, and then over time it becomes easier. And again, that's where the self compassion comes in, right? Yeah, and that's that's a great point. One thing that I've learned about affirmations is that uh, they're they're not totally effective just on their own. Uh, they require uh, some sort of uh, deeper processing, like uh, mm -hmm. envisioning, uh, to help step into that. Uh, mm -hmm. And you have to believe that you have to believe that affirmation. Um, yeah yeah other, just, other than just saying it so when you say i am worthy if you don't believe that yeah because your subconscious is like no i'm not yeah. <laughs> and then we actually manifest the opposite what what i have found um is really helpful when we reframe it like what if mm. what if i'm worthy because that my subconscious can buy into like mm, okay what if you know um and another thing i want to say i have spoken out to some people they cannot visualize and that's actually i don't know exactly what the word is but and i have to say myself as well i'm not very i don't see like lots of colors and things like that i mean i can kind of maybe just a tiny little bit but um that's also something i think sometimes throws people off because they, they think like oh i i can only have it if i visualize but then it's like oh because you believe that you know, so what if we drop the belief, like you can have it no matter what, if you are able to visualize or not in a way, right? Yeah, true, true. And I mean, uh, as long as uh, what I found as well, sometimes I, I'm not able to fully step into the visualization either. And mm -hmm. what I've also found is uh, in those moments, I may not be totally present with myself. Uh, mm -hmm. There may be something blocking me from really immersing myself into that mm. um, but I understand what you're saying as well and and what opens up for me is just being able to acknowledge possibility when I'm able to acknowledge possibility then 
I can see I can see other options or choices, and then that's when the vision, the envisioning, uh, I'm able to step into that a little bit more. Yeah, I love that possibilities because it, yeah, it's all about being curious and wondering what's possible instead of like it needs to be this way. And and I also find so when it comes to manifestation and and you being a quad right, um, that's another thing you may you may find fancy or cool because we're, we're being taught like you need to know what you want be really specific and keep following up on that now with your energy everything to the right and open solar plexus that's totally off for you it's actually much more powerful to tune into how you want to feel mm. which is what you happen like you want to feel joy and then you just, you just let it come to you and you let yourself be surprised and because often what we think we want to have is totally misaligned and comes from a place of conditioning. And what the what your soul curriculum, how I'm going to call it, has in store for you is so much bigger. And on top of it, going back to what Einstein taught us and everything, like we are operating when we when we think about what do you want, it comes from what we know. And what we know, what is that? One divided by two million or something percent? Mm. So by surrendering and asking questions and what's possible, you open yourself up to the field of the unknown and you can start to manifest these things you couldn't even imagine or visualize, you know? Mm. Um, That's some gold. <laughs> you just shared some real gold right there. Yeah, I know. I think so. <laughs> um, I, I sometimes, um, I had a reading recently myself with, an amazing Gemma, Gemma Bernard. Um, and she kept telling me like, no, you gotta, there are some things that you know, you, you, you need to remind yourself that not everybody knows this. It's so powerful. And not everybody may get it at the, at the beginning. Um, because for me, it's just, well, that's logic. That's everybody. Like, I, I feel like I know this, so everybody knows this. Right. But just by what you just said to me was like, I think that's important to share more and more often and really for people to get it. It's it's very powerful, right? Um, yeah, and, and because I know for myself, um, I have also a, a lot of this right flowing feminine energy in my chart, open solar plexus. One of the normal symptoms of an open solar plexus is that we sometimes don't know at all what we want. It's just like, I don't know. And I, I remember when I was growing up, my dad sometimes like, he asked me something and I, I was like, I don't know. And he was like, what do you mean? He, I don't know. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and now I can laugh at myself. I'm like, oh, it's just, I, I don't even know what I'm feeling right now. How do you want me to know what I want or desire right now? It's difficult, right? And when the time is aligned, it's like in the moment, all of a sudden I just know. But it's not something that comes from figuring it out. It 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 comes also what I what I know or what I desire comes from a place of surrendering and open myself up to receive it, right? Yeah, that's 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 amazing uh, that you're able to to do that because that's that's how I grew up was uh, the the mentality that I need to know I need to know the answer, and I would just get so frustrated and uh learning about uh being in that space of transformation and just like you said surrendering and tapping into that that inner knowing and and mm. uh, just being with that is very powerful yeah yeah it, it really is and i it, and I, I get sometimes back into like i should do it in the logical way how most manifestation gurus teach it out there but I always I get a kick in the butt from the universe and it always comes back and I'm I'm allowing myself now more and more to just surrender to it and, and I think it's really true for so many people yeah and, and the other thing that um, I didn't mention was uh, developing like a perfectionist mindset and when we talk about some of these things of, of surrendering and just uh allowing yourself to move through these spaces of unknown uh mm -hmm. it was definitely a growth process to uh mm -hmm. to shift that i mean it still comes up 
at certain times because it's always a a work in progress it's always something that oh, yeah. uh, i'm dedicated to um but i just realized that when i'm in that space i'm not able to show up authentic i'm not able to show up in the full mm -hmm. open heart that i that i want to be and that's taking me away from being in connection and um just being in presence yeah wow so powerful i love that thank you for sharing all of that goodness and I want to thank you for being here, for being open to have this beautiful conversation, to be open to learn about your human design, for me to share a little bit about that. There was so much, so much wisdom. And um, yeah, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I want to just ask you, so how can people get in touch with you? Also, do you offer, besides the book, um, what kind of services do you offer if people are interested to work with you? Yeah, first, I just want to say, Annalena, thank you so much for the gift that you that you give to the world as well. And thank you for the opportunity to be on here with you and have a wonderful conversation. Um, if people wanted to connect with me, I have a author website called KristenSvenLarson.com. And it uh, will give all the information regarding any books or, or different uh, programs or ways that I, I support people. And I do support people through uh, coaching as well. And um, yeah, it's really helping people to, to live in joy and presence in their life and bring out that aliveness. Mm. Oh, I love it so much. So thank you for sharing that. And again, I'll make sure I drop it in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you everybody for listening. I'm sure you took a lot away from this episode. I certainly invite you to listen to this one over and over again because there were just too many golden nuggets of wisdom we can probably write a, another book about all of that um and it is on my list yes to write a book one day but i'm surrendering to knowing when the time is right for that <laughs> and you definitely inspire me with that as well being already on your first on your second book right now so again thank you so much everybody thank you Kristen, from the bottom of my heart and i can't wait to be with you all on the next episode Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.